Let me know if, the, if it's okay outside here, so I can sit out and get some get some air. We did a podcast. All day. We did a podcast yesterday with uh, Haya Al Sharhan, Al, Al, Al Sharhan, and uh, she was in Kuwait. And although the video was pretty good, there was a there was a pretty significant delay, and I'm not even sensing that delay. I guess maybe France has we have a different connection with France. La France, maybe. La France. Brian, how you doing, mate? Good, Daniel. Good to see you, man. Yeah, it's good to see you too. We had we had some we had some some communication around the French showdown that never happened. I know that was uh, one of many trips that was canceled for me last year, but perhaps the one I was most bummed out to not be able to be a part of. You know, one of the reasons I like going to those competitions is to learn from the different ways that people run them. A lot of people don't maybe don't know how long some of these competitions that are semifinals and sanctionals have been around have actually been operating. And the people who put those into motion have a lot of experience. And everyone I've talked to who's ever been to the French Throwdown has spoken so highly of it. And I was really excited to be there and be able to learn from you guys and with you guys. So yeah. hopefully someday well, in the we future, in, but so far, no. We, we were pumped you were going to fly over. And then COVID kind of stuck the spanner in the works. Daniel, how did you um, find Brian? How did you know about him? I'm, I'm guessing you were going to use him for broadcast or no, something? How did I? I, I can remember I can remember um, looking at stuff you're doing on Instagram. I have no idea how I got onto your Instagram. I'm going, this dude has got a computer for a brain, and it's like you you called out you called out like the top five finishes in a workout. I can't remember what it was. I, it may have been with with Ollie Mansbridge in the UK. You you said oh, on this workout there's a gymnastics move. That girl's not good on hanging movements. Uh, she's not going to win, even though she's like she's like. Eight reps ahead of everyone else. She goes, she's going to fade. And you, you called it, you know, and she, she'll finish third. And she came in. You did something like that. And I was like, this guy's got a crystal ball. There's no, it's like, he, he's, he's, he's amazing. Amazing. So I'm actually quite intimidated because Sivan, I, you know, you, you were like, for, for a short while back at, back at HQ, you were like my pseudo boss. And then, <laughs> and then, and then, um, with the, with that huge media team. And Brian is like the brains behind, um, analytics. So I'm like, what the fuck am I doing on this call? <laughs> You are you 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 lie. You are the most charming man alive, for sure. The most charming man in uh, all of Europe. You are not intimidated by anything. Oh, mate. Um, I'm in. I'm in good company. You guys are. You guys rocking. And um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's. Uh, thanks for reaching out. It's it's um, it's funny to be on the call with you guys, especially you know, everything that's happened in the last eighteen months. You know, I think the last time I saw you, Sevi, was that. Uh, was that Santa Barbara when I was about to get fired and I didn't get fired? Was oh, at Greg's house, the meeting with the meeting yeah. with Greg. Yeah, that yeah. that probably sounds right. <laughs> was Ali, did Ali go on that trip with you, Daniel? Yeah. Well, we it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't like a field trip. We were we came back from Canada. There was the ten year gathering in Whistler, and so we came back and we had jet lag and we were feeling really rough. And the next day, literally, um, uh, I think it was I think it was Jimmy Letchford who contacted us. Hey, you know. What are you, what are you doing like in two days time? I said, I can be doing a lot of things. Why? He goes, I think you need to come out and see Greg. I was like, Oh shit. What, what's going on? You know, it's like either, either, either Greg's got a really bad illness and is about to die or I'm getting sacked. <laughs> so I'm what, what have I done? <laughs> what have I done? And he goes, yeah, Greg's, Greg's not ill. I was like, Oh shit. I've done something. Okay. And I said, yeah, well, I'm, I'm coming out to the US to see Greg. And so, um, he goes, yeah, it's going to be you and Ollie. I was like, what, what what have we done? And um, I think it was basically someone had been talking shit about us, and you know, um, 
saying that we were we were shareholders in companies that we weren't shareholders in and all this kind of stuff and um, uh, yeah it was I don't, I don't, there the, is political games and there was a there was a bag of snakes that that were, were vying for position and and you know Greg's good favor and all this kind of stuff and um, uh, thankfully there were some good people around Greg that that, that knew the truth and 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 stood up for us but um, and then Greg flew us out we ended up in Santa Barbara and we we were going for pizza right. And then Greg just laid it out on the table. So what's this about, you know, X, Y, and Z, and you and this company? And we're going, nothing, you know. That company was a sponsor of the event like four years ago. And I said, you know, if you want to see, I, you know, here, here, here's my, my WhatsApp messages with the, with the owner of the company. You can, you can read the whole, whole exchange since the day we first met to, to the last message, you know. And, he was, and so he had, a, he had a quick browse through and going, shit, you know, I've been, I've been told a bag of lies. I said, yeah, perhaps you have. Perhaps you need to need to. Man, you have a good memory. Yeah, yeah, and um, I, d- and then, and I then, just remember then, sitting at that outside venue with you, and it just being really nice. Oh, in the evening, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Because Greg was the most generous person. He, you know, Greg's the most generous person, and so he flew us out to Santa Barbara for this meeting to basically say goodbye. And then, but it wasn't to say goodbye. He's like, "This can't be right." You know, I know Daniel, I know Ollie. I've got to see them face to face. You know, I'm not going to sack them at a distance from this kind of stuff. And um, when we sat down, and he asked us the questions, and we answered, and we showed him the proof. He goes, my God, you guys have flown out here just for this? We go, yeah, we, we were told to fly. He goes, when are you flying back? We're flying out like tomorrow morning. He goes, no, 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 you've got to stay over, come for dinner. And we went out for dinner and we went and had, you know, had drinks in Santa Barbara in the evening and stuff and, and re- really good conversations, very, very honest conversations about everything that was happening and changes that were happening and, you know, that shouldn't have been happening or the changes that should be happening. And, you know, Greg was very open to, to those sorts of discussions and it was, it was, a, it was a really good evening. And he goes, oh, tomorrow morning, what are you doing? He said, we're going to the airport. No, 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 stay on, come for breakfast, you know, come to, and we ended up going for breakfast. Like, so the trip got extended a bit because Greg felt bad about us being, you know, traveling around the world in, in 24 hours sort of thing. And, um, yeah, that was, I think that was the last time. And then you were supposed to come to the, you were supposed to come to the gathering in France after that. And you stood me up, Sevi. That doesn't surprise I got a, me. I got, that I got doesn't two surprise bones, me. I got two bones to pick with you. One is that you said you were going to come to France for the affiliate gathering. You didn't show. And the second one is, I've got twisted ankle and a bruised coccyx because of you. So let's hear it. I want to hear that one. Your your three brothers playing on a skateboard, right? Oh yes. So so I'm I'm going through like a midlife crisis, I think. So I my son has got a skateboard. I bought my first skateboard. I've never I've never been on a skateboard in my life. I'm closer to fifty than forty, and my son took me out skateboarding. So um yeah. So I twisted my left ankle. So I've been limping for the last eight days. And my ass is black and blue, mate. So, and that's on you. Um, are you gonna quit? <laughs> are you gonna quit skateboarding? I mean, I, I mean, I would recommend you do. Am I hell? No, no, no. My my son <laughs> loves it. My son loves it. I was back on the board. That's yesterday. okay. Oh, you're crazy. Yeah. Oh, you're crazy. I hate to yeah. argue people's limitations, but skateboarding, like I've never been on a skateboard either. And occasionally, when we're at the skate park, I'll stand on it. I'm like, this is insanity. Why would you get on four wheels over concrete? It's insane. I know. It's, it is. It is. But the the uh, I lo- I love to ski. I don't. I don't. Um, I don't snowboard. I ski. I'm I'm old school. Um, Me too. When I learned to ski, snowboards didn't exist, right? So, right. Um, <laughs> exactly, right? And um, and I, I'm I'm the worst surfer uh, in the southwest of France. So, you know, I go to the beach and I, I look. I, you know, I got all the gear and I'm look really cool until I get on a wave. And um, so, um, yes, I, hopefully skateboarding is going to help me, help me with my surfing. <laughs> Daniel, um, last time we spoke, you own two gyms, two beautiful gyms, one in Paris and one in the south oh, of France. 
Yep. In in Bordeaux. Say, say it again, Bordeaux. Bordeaux, yes. Bordeaux, yeah. Bordeaux. Bordeaux. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you still own both of those facilities? Uh, yeah, we've got a third um, oh. that we opened up in Paris just because the first one was on waiting list. So, and and there were two reasons for basically opening the third was um, we had we had a young coach that I believe would be a really good head coach, but none of my head coaches had the intention of leaving. So either I open a new gym to give this kid a chance, or or I would lose him. So um, we started to look for a gym there, and also because we're on waiting list. So. Um, We've opened a second one in Paris. Uh, unfortunately, we opened it like three months before COVID hit. So what do you mean a waiting list? A, wait, a waiting list for the space? For members. For members, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's, like, a, it's ha- like a one out, one in process in Paris. Yeah. So your, your original, what, what is your gym called in, in Paris? Your, your first uh, one? So it's CrossFit Louvre. So the first one was, it used to be Reebok CrossFit Louvre, but we've had to take down the Reebok for obvious reasons. And so um, CrossFit Louvre, and then we got CrossFit Louvre 2 and CrossFit Louvre 3 because I just had no inspiration. <laughs> so so your your original gym had so many members that there became a waiting list and you opened a second gym? Yeah. Damn, yeah. you have good problems. You have good problems. Those are, those are well, they, those are the pre-COVID problems. Um. It's weird when I when I was hearing you talk about Santa Barbara. I was actually it was it doesn't even seem like this lifetime because there's been so much upheaval since then and now, and it's almost like change. yeah, it's like we live on a different planet, a different reality. Yeah, you're an um, you're an Englishman living in France. Correct. Proud, did you hear proud about, to be English, but I love France. Yeah. Did you hear about Eric Clapton? No. What? So I, I and I can't find it. I've been searching it. I, I saw it on Instagram, and so I've been he searching the internet. He hasn't croaked it, has he? No, but he's from the report I saw, and I probably shouldn't speak too much about it because there's no, I haven't got a second source yet. But he basically he took the first injection. He had a serious, serious adverse reaction, oh. and then he took the second injection, and it got even worse. He, and I, I think he's in really, really, really bad shape, according to this report. And he's saying that he's. He's come out and basically said no one should take it. And he's basically disgusted with the world that there's not more people pushing back from the little snippet I saw on Instagram. But I, have, but I Googled all around this morning and I can't find a, a second source. So I take it, take it with a grain of salt. But I, oh. that did really break my heart because uh, obviously he's a national treasure to your country, um, oh. the United old, Kingdom. Old Slohan, Slohan Clapton, right? Yeah. But, I, saw him, but to, I saw him in concert at the Royal Albert Hall. He is... He did a blues concert that was just oh, mind blowing, mind blowing. Yeah. So if that when, is the case, then yeah, fingers crossed and all the best to him. Yeah. And uh, for those of you who don't know, who are who are maybe younger, he went on. Uh, there was a, I don't even know if is MTV still around. There was a, a channel when I was a kid called MTV. I don't even know if it's still around. <laughs> and they had a, they had a, um, they had it, it, two things happened there. It happened to Nirvana and to Eric Clapton. They went on there and they played those concerts, the unplugged concerts. And really that, yeah. that, that kind of catapulted both of them into just the super mainstream all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. But that really, Eric Clapton, I, that, that was incredible, that concert he did there. And I, and basically you couldn't go anywhere in college where Eric Clapton wasn't playing. I couldn't, you couldn't go anywhere for a couple of years where, Layla, unplugged cocaine, album wasn't, all those songs. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it, it, it was crazy. On it. On it. So you own these. So what's going on? What's going on there in, in, in France? I, in I have France. two questions for you. I want to know what's going, I want to know what's, 
I want to know what's going on there, and then I'd like to hear your perspective of what it looks like is going on from in our country. The French from, perspective of the US. From, well, from where you it, sit on top of the Eiffel Tower. Uh, so in France, we the, the, the gyms have been closed since the 23rd of September. Of what year? Uh, last year, 2020. Okay. Um, we, we, closed, we closed on the 16th of March, and we reopened uh, mid-June. And mm-hmm. then from mid-June to the 23rd of September, we were operating. And then the 23rd of September, the, the prime minister came on the TV and said, oh, yeah, we're going to close down for 15 days. And like nine and a half months later, we're still closed. Um, You're closed now? Yeah. Uh, has has anyone... Since the 23rd of September, yeah. Do you, know anyone... Any... Do you know anyone who's Probably died? Two. Uh, two people. You know them two personally? People. Yeah, yeah. One, one was a one was a young kid who actually helped us on the French third, and he's an Italian kid who would who would volunteer. Ah, um, yes, er, early on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, back in back in March. Um, yep. Really nice, really nice kid that that came with us for a few years and and was a really nice part of the team. And unfortunately, he passed uh, through COVID. Um, he did he did have uh, some weight issues. Um, yes. And then the I second the one was the was the owner of the um, the golf club uh, here. Um, and he was the first person to, to die of COVID in the Southwest of France. Um, he died in March. Um, and he had, he had, uh, he was overweight and, and had the type two diabetes and, 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 and so on. So, um, uh, but I mean, you know, everyone's saying, oh, this is, is a dangerous flu. And, and obviously if you, if you, you know, if you're preconditioned for illness and yeah, it's, it's not going to help, but, um, Louvre in Paris, we have 1,400 members. None of our members, Touchwood, um, have passed. Uh, Louvre in Bordeaux, we have 750 members. None of our members have passed. Uh, the third box, we have 350 members. None of the members have passed. So of, of you know, 2,500 people that are, that are you know, using CrossFit and the methodology with us, you know, no, no one, no one has, has, been, has been in danger. Um, so, I mean, that, those are the numbers that, that I know from firsthand. And that, that's what I know. Um, uh, the, the government, I think, just got themselves into so much deep trouble with their, with their fear-mongering that they had to follow through. Um, and the, the French government were, were counting on Sanofi, a French pharma company, to produce the vaccine. And so they didn't order uh, Pfizer or AstraZeneca. They didn't, they didn't make any orders uh, from outside of France. Uh, and then in, in December, Sanofi's final trials failed. So the vaccine wasn't given the green light. So the French government was coming up to the point where all the other countries were about to be delivered this, these, these vaccines and they hadn't even ordered anything. And it was like, now what do we do? It's like, geez. It's like, okay, so we'll wait another six Sounds like you guys it. got lucky. Sounds like you guys got lucky. So I'll tell you about the story yeah, about lobbying gov- government on, on this. So I went up uh, as country manager for CrossFit, I went to Paris and I, I, I sat with government officials and we're sitting with this guy who represents the Minister for Health and we're explaining the, the CrossFit methodology and, 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 and how we can operate with social distancing and how we can clean equipment and how each member doesn't have to touch someone else's equipment and how we, how we can trace who comes in because we book a class and, and, and you know, we're explaining all this and the guy's like, yeah, yeah, and his body language is like, I'm not listening to a fucking word you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not listening to a <laughs> word you're saying. And then, then he just stands up and he had this, he had this conclusion already written in, 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 in his brain. And he looked at me in the eyes with total sincerity. He goes, we're at war against COVID. 
And at times of war, there's always collateral damage. And then he put his hand on my shoulder and turned away. And I was like, do I punch him? Don't I punch him? I'm just, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, seriously. So, um, yeah, so we're just, we're just, for them, we're collateral damage. Was he obese? No, you know, French skinny fat. You know, probably runs a 5K on a Sunday and thinks he's fit. Yeah, it, the, the, it, it's a tragedy that we had one one of our community members, you know, it's uh, I don't know if I can say our anymore, but it's a tragedy that someone passed away who did CrossFit. Um, he was, I think he was an Italian kid. He trained out of Belgium, right? That's right. And um, clearly from looking at the pictures, he was overweight. And clearly, you know, in my opinion, not yours, the, 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 the it's, it's, it's a, it's a complete lie to people to to say that the damage being done to civilization to the humans of planet Earth is from COVID because clearly it's from COVID response. It has nothing to do with COVID. We have no idea what COVID would do or wouldn't do. All we know is that the response has sur- the damage it's done to human beings is far, 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 far surpassed the actual ailment. Um. So do you have any do you have any ideas when you're going to open? Oh, yep. Uh, the ninth of June. So we got we got like another month to go. Um, so we're looking forward to that, getting everything ready. Um, yeah, that's that. Well, we're lucky because we're going to reopen. But I mean, some you know some small businesses. Um, you know, the, yeah. It's, it's, it, how, how did you sur- How did you survive? How did you survive? How did you do it? Well, who paid your I'll rent? Be, who 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 bought? I'll that be very honest. We're, yeah, we're we're opening up with half a million euros of debt that we didn't have a year ago. Oh, I'm lucky because the the banks, uh, the you know we we've been open we've been open since 2011, um, and so we have it we have a history and they they see that you know we're 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 strong strong business um, uh, we're reliable we've always paid our rents um, we've never had any debt uh, which is probably you know probably a strategic mistake from my point of view because money is so relatively cheap at the moment but. Um, I'm, I, I don't, I don't like debt, um, and I don't like being indebted to anyone or anything. Um, but we're lucky in France and we're luckier than, so for example, in Italy, they, they get no help at all. Um, small, small business owners, uh, and they've been, they've been closed as long. Whereas in France, we've been getting 10,000 euros a month from the government, which is, which is great. If you're, if you've got a small box and the rent is, you know, two and a half K or something and, you know, you just freeze all your members' memberships and, you know, you can, you can fill the fridge, right? Um, unfortunately, my, my model of boxes is not a small rent. We have 84,000 euros a month of rent and we get 10,000 in help from the, from the government. We're trying to negotiate more at the moment. Um, so that delta is, is the half a million euros of debt that. That's so much money. What is that? That's almost a million dollars. Uh, probably, no, probably like 750 US. Oh, my bad. Only, only 750. But, but the, 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 um, that's a house. That's a, you could, you could buy a house, a shitty house for that in my neighborhood. I mean, a really shitty one, like a a trailer (laughs) park, but still, I mean, that is a shit ton of money. My, my ego is telling me that I, I, I I couldn't close, I could have closed the company now and, and just said COVID and and that kind of stuff, but I, I can't, you know, um, my 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 son's mother works in the company. We set this up together, you know. And and uh, um, my closest friends work in work in the boxes. And you know, we got we've now got a team of forty five people that live oh. through through coaching and sharing CrossFit. And um, 
you know, I'm very proud of that. And, and the 45, they're, they're, they're young kids with hopes, dreams, and, and goals, right? Um, and so for me, that's only money. And yeah, it'll take us, take us a couple of years or a few years to pay it back. But we'll, in, in 2024, 2025, we'll be back free COVID, you know, in, 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 in terms of, in terms of financial situation and stuff. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky. Um, most of the team have been there through the COVID and they've stuck with us and, and they've been wonderful. And, you know, a, a big part of the, the members and the community as well. Um, and, uh, you know, so I, you know, what, what was I going to do with, with money saved anyhow, right? Um, so it's okay. It's no, there's no, no biggie. Um, I feel sorry for the guys like in Italy where they get no help at all, you know, and they've been closed as long. So um, th- there have been quite a few gyms that have closed down in Italy. Um, and, and, uh, you, you know, Matteo Pozzati, right? You know, the, the pa- padrino of Italian CrossFit. He's, great guy. He's been great having guy. a, yeah, he's, he's been having a bit of a tough time, um, cause he, he, he's been trying to support the, the, the affiliates through. And, um, you know, I mean, you were, you were still in the team when Greg said, you know, anyone who's closed for CrossFit, uh, for, for COVID, we don't, we don't want affiliation fees. So we've been, we've been giving affiliate relief to, to all these boxes and, and making sure that you know they don't have to worry about paying their affiliation or this kind of stuff um, during the time. Oh, that's closed. nice. That's um, really good well, to hear. But yeah, that was, I think that it was, was Greg's wish, I think, right? I think it was maybe even today or yesterday that um, <clears throat> Eric Rosa, you know, put us something up on his Instagram about the Senate bill that they're trying to get pushed for like thirty billion in the U.S. Do you know if they're working on anything like that internationally as well to help you guys out? Yeah. Well, the country managers have been. We've been, um, we've each individually been lobbying governments or, or getting involved in, in local unions, um, that lobby governments. Um, and, um, so we've been trying to do that. And obviously, uh, there's a, there's a young man at HQ who, who, who does all the, the government relations and, and lobbying. And he's been supporting with letters and stuff. Um, Brett, in, right? Like, Brett, Brett you know, Ewer? Is that Brett Ewer? Yeah, Brett. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah great um, guy. Great guy. He's a lovely kid and, and he's yep. been very helpful and, um, he, he, he pens a very strong letter. He pens a very good letter. Um, but to be honest, in, in Europe, it's, it's pointless because we're, the decision makers are so far removed from, from us. Like, it's not even the French government. The French government then have the European parliament that's up in Brussels or Strasbourg. I mean, how, how, how inefficient are they? They couldn't even agree which city to put the bloody parliament in that they do two weeks in each city, right? That's stupid. Um, that drives me nuts. So there's, there, there's so many levels of, of civil servant and politicians that in order to, to actually gain any change is, is, is really difficult in Europe. And, and that's why I was personally pro Brexit because it just takes decision making one line closer to the streets and to the business owners and to the people. Um, and I think, you know, in the US, if, if, um, if they can get the bill passed, um, then that's great, and and that's that's a big win. And 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 also it kind of sets a precedent because foreign governments look at the U.S. You know, um, it doesn't matter who the president is. You know, um, you, you guys set a precedent for what's important, what's not important. So um, it's good news. It's good news. Yeah. How many gyms do you think there are in the United States? How many gyms in CrossFit gyms or just total? gyms in general? No, just gyms in general. How many gyms do you think there are in the U.S.? How many gyms are there in the U.S.? Forty-one thousand. 370 just from a quick google search who knows if that's true or what so wow the reason why the reason the reason why i ask that is and and i i i don't want to shit on the parade before it starts but if they really did get 30 billion dollars that would be 
about $500,000 per gym if there were 41,000 gyms, maybe a little more than 500,000. Because it, I, I, quick, I quickly did the math, and if you take 30 billion and divide it by 15,000, you get $2 million per gym. There is no way. I mean, that, uh, I hope I'm wrong. I hope, I hope two, I'm, that's a good number of concept two rowers, right? I, I hope, I hope I'm wrong. But just, ima- just imagine, oh man. Hey, that would be free membership for communities all through the U.S., right? Yeah, the, I, it, I, they're going to get that $30 billion or they're not going to get it. But let's say they get that $30 billion. And I just can't imagine it just being checks written to um, gyms in the United States. I just can't. I just, it just seems like it just never works out that way. Because theoretically, you, should, you would be able to save every single gym times two. You know, yeah. and, and, and the sad part is, is there'll, there'll probably be some sort of calculation where if you're a planet fitness with 200,000 square feet, you'll get the bulk of the money. Whereas, yeah, and the, and the, and the but, mom and pop shop with, yeah, yeah. But we'll see. I hope I'm wrong. We'll see. I really hope I'm wrong. But already to get politicians to recognize the importance of health and fitness is, is already, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a good, it's a good flag in the sand. Imagine if like the world uh, would have been. Go ahead. Sorry, Brian. Go ahead. Do you feel like that is is some? Like, I guess Evan asked you earlier. You know, what's the perspective from France of what's happening over here? For us, I feel like recently there's been a couple things coming out. You know, suggesting that health and wellness is on the radar as being critical for you know people in in power. What do, what have you seen from over there? Um, how polarized your country is. Is 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 really what comes across? Um, you know, I don't. I don't. Uh, I'm not. I'm not big on. I'm not big on Fox, CNN, etc. You know, they they all have their their vested interests. Um, but anything that comes out, whether it's on social media or media, um, newspapers, internet, whatever it is, um, it just indicates how polarized things are. You know, um, and it and it goes per state. And is it red red state or blue state? Right, those are the colors, right, of your of your parties. I think. And um, uh, it's it just it just seems that people are towing party lines as opposed to trying to do what's right for the people. Um, that's the impression I get from out, uh, over here, you know. And then then I'll, I'll speak to I'll speak to seminar staff and say, you know, oh, you you got you got a seminar on this weekend? Yeah, yeah, I'm going up there. Oh, you know, we got to wear the mask all weekend, all that kind of stuff. And then the guy goes, yeah, I'm going down to you know Texas. It's, it's great, you know. It's like people, you you, you, uh, you we wear a mask. You wear a mask. They look at you funny. It's like, <laughs> but you're in the same country and you. You carry the same passport, and you, you have the same flag on your shoulder, and 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 it's just yeah, it's it's um that 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 comes across quite a lot. So there's there's it's less a, of that in France. Oh yeah, the, I mean even even the right here in France is 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 left for the U.S. You know, I mean, yeah, for for government to say stay at home, but we'll pay you unemployment benefit, you'll be fine. You know, it's like, um, yeah. That's Everyone's right. on board. So wait, wait, let me see if I understood that correctly. You're saying that your right is more left than our left? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah I wow. mean Macron is Macron is centrist, right? I mean he, he, he's he's centrist. He's got he's got he he invented the he invented the party La République en Marche. He, he just he 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 talked to guys from the left and the right and he said, "I'm going to start a new party. I'm I'm fashionable. I'm cool. I'm hip. I'm going to be the next president. If you want to be behind me, come with come. You know, throw 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 your Throw your dice in with me, you know. We're gonna we're gonna create this new party, and that's what he did. So hats off to him. Um, but the guy is the guy is as far. He was he was talking about entrepreneurship, and and he was going to totally revolutionize unemployment benefits and all types of benefits and the civil servant status and all this kind of stuff. And it's like we need to look at the Anglo-Saxon model of 
supporting small businesses and, and all this kind of stuff. And he's, you know, huge, huge rhetoric about um, entrepreneurship and, and capitalism. And then once he got in, it's like nothing's changed. We've just been we've just been told to sit at home for the last year, um, and 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 hope for a handout. So um, I don't want handouts. I just want to go and work. Is France is France a um a, a, a victocracy? Is there is there is there a big um chunk of the population that thrives on blaming other people and playing the victim? Do you guys have that over there? Yeah, it's interesting. Absolutely, absolutely. But <sighs> it maybe it's just human nature. It's really sweeping our country. If I if we, I we say are, we if are, I say what I'm thinking right now, I'll, I'll uh-huh. get I'll get booted out the country. I understand. I understand. <laughs> it's e- it's easy, and I'll be. And it's easy for me because I'm unemployed. I can say whatever I want. Um, let you're you're unemployed. Come on, come on. You got uh, the I'm Savan minus fifteen on a, on your booty short purchase. Come on, you got to be. You got to be, <laughs> be, be getting. You got to be getting getting checks written for you for 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 coffee beans, skateboards, tennis balls, uh, everything. You know, gym rings. I'm living a good life. I'll say that. Um, how many how many members total did you say you had? It was over two thousand. Yeah, we have one thousand four. Well, we had one thousand four before COVID in the first one. Um, Seven hundred fifty in the second, and three hundred fifty in the third that had just opened. Yeah. And speaking of polarizing, do, do when when there's big things like this, does that cause a division in your staff or in your members? I mean, because no, not, not in staff. Staff understand the methodology and and. You know, they believe that you know the 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 the, the real solution is, is 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 just looking after your own health and individual choice. Whereas in our members, um, uh, so we we can we can only we can only coach uh, outdoors at the moment uh, up to five people, and we can't do that in, really in Paris because there's no not really any space outdoors. Uh, you know, that's not covered in dog shit. And um, some of our members say, hey, you know, we can we can coach now, and some of the members are going, are you crazy? You know, I don't want to get sick. So, yeah, the scaremongering and the fearmongering is 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 very powerful. Yeah, very powerful. I mean, they they were comparing, for God's sake, they were comparing COVID to the Spanish flu, which wiped out one percent of the world's population. If COVID had been anywhere near that, we would have we'd have lost. You know, was it what would that be seventy million people? One percent of the world's population, seventy million people. They're saying you know uh, three and a half million have died over the last twelve months, um, and that's with with dodgy accounting. Um, we're nowhere near. So they'd be just doing scaremongering people into, into being scared of going into a gym. If, if you have three facilities and you taught classes 24 hours a day with five people in them each, you would not be able to serve. No. You couldn't serve every no. one of your members. No. Even, I, I no. just did the quick math on it. No. They didn't give you a solution no. that allows you to keep your people healthy. And, and, no. and that's making the absurd, absurd assertion that you would be teaching 24 hours a 24 day. 24 hours a day. Yeah. God, I love it. I love this little calculator on my computer. I really like anytime I hear numbers, I like to quickly like. So, so you, so, so you survived. You, you maybe for a split second contemplated closing, but it wasn't serious at all. Sounds like you, you know what you want to do. You're, you're all in. You, 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 you and your, your I got son, a, got admit, the mother. A few, a few mornings of waking up and just, so I worked out that I was losing about somewhere between, yeah, uh, between two, two and three thousand uh, euros a day um, were, were my lo- are my losses per day since COVID's been closed. So, some mornings I'd wake up and put my head in my hand, and and you know while I'm spending my coffee and go, you know, shit, this is tough. 
And I just think, actually, you know, it's not because that's only money. And, and uh, you speak to landlords and say, hey, I'll pay you your rent, but you're going to have to wait. And if you don't wait, you're not going to get anything. And then you'll have an empty shell. And after COVID, you think you're going to be getting the same rent as you're getting from me. So just please be a bit patient. And I've paid the rents for the last 10 years or I've paid the rents for the last seven years in the second box. Um, we want to be here for another 30. Do you want us to be here for another 30? Yeah, then be patient. So we've been quite, a, quite aggressive in our, in our um, negotiations with the, with the landlords. Um, and then the team have been great and, and uh, speak to the team every day. We've been doing, we've been doing online trainings and we've been study groups and we've been reading uh, Jim Collins and Jack Welsh and you know, uh, John Maxwell's and you know, trying to keep busy. And we've been doing a level three study group for the coaches and all this kind of stuff that kind of takes your mind off the fact that you're losing between two and three thousand euros a day. Um, and, uh, and then my son just, so I spoke to, I, I spoke to, to, to Sophie, um, my, my ex, my son's wife, uh, my son's wife, my son's mother, and, and said, this is, this is, this is complicated. You know, if it, if it goes on much longer, should we contemplate? And my son just like pulled up my sleeve and goes, you know, what are you talking about? And I was like, okay, you're right. And that was it. You know, so, you know, the truth comes out of, you know, children speak the truth. And it's like, it's only money, dad. And it's like, yeah, you're right. It's only money. That's right. And on top of managing your gyms, you're also, well, I don't know what the position's called anymore, but when I was at CrossFit, um, you were a country manager. Is that, are you still in that position? No, 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 no. Um, I'm now, uh, international director is the, is the title. Um, okay. So Julian that you know, the, the ginger ninja, um, he's stepped into the country manager role for France. Um, and, um, I was offered the, the international role back in, uh, December. Well, November, but I entered into the role in, in December. Um, after I, ha I think I had six interviews um, to, to get the role, and um, I wasn't sure I was going to get it. I think the other, the other candidates came from Stanford and, 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 and whatnot, and they were, they, were, they were smart kids with Excel spreadsheets coming out of their yin-yang and, um, and all this kind of stuff, and they'd, they'd perhaps done a, a CrossFit workout once and then didn't walk for five days or something. And... Um, and it was, so they were, they were doing all these interviews and I, I'd heard that they were doing the interviews and I was like, okay, well, you know, we'll get a new boss. That's fine. You know, I think I've had 14 bosses since I've been in the country manager role. So it was like <laughs> one, more, one, one more, one less, you know, it's not going to, it's not going to, um, it's not going to make a big difference. And then it was actually Dave, Dave Castro who said to Gary, um, who's, who's a GM for international. He does, uh, he, 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 he now manages the whole of the affiliate line and the gym line. Um, and, and everything that's international. Um, just said, you know, why don't you look for, for talent in, inside? You know, have, aren't you guys? I think Dave just said to him, aren't you guys fed up with bringing in people from the outside? And so Gary goes, oh, hang on. Good point. And he spoke to me. So I went through the interviews and, uh, uh, and I got the job. So, uh, I mean, most of the people interviewing me were guys that you know. So, um, Nicole, uh, Carol, Marshall, um, and I don't know, there's someone from accounts who interviewed me as well. And there's like, so it, was, it took like three weeks to get these these interviews, and um, and ever since we've been developing the international project. So it's gone from being the small small group of so you know Nat Diaz in, in Spain, you know Oli in the UK, uh, Matteo uh, in Italy, Mac in Germany, um, uh, and uh, Ricardinho in Brazil, and it's now spread. So we've got Australia, New Zealand, um, Korea, we've got Russia and the Commonwealth of Independent States. Um, uh, Tian in, in Africa is still there, obviously. Uh, Paul Tremblay 
uh, in Canada. I didn't uh, even know Africa at, was still there. I thought the continent was gone. That's awesome. Not only no, is it there, but the Tian, whole but continent. Tian. Tian, Tian is Africa. He is Africa. Uh, okay, um, okay. He is the whole. He is the whole of Africa. Um, uh, Tefi in Mexico. So um, we've been developing the international project there and and setting expectations, and they've got set tasks. And and uh, um, so we have we we now have some 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 SOPs on. Um, Welcoming in new affiliates and, and making sure they have the information they need and trying to, trying to help affiliates be as successful and happy as they can be. Um, um, so we, and we're not interfering. It's about giving tools, not walls. I mean, Greg was, Greg was very adamant. He didn't want to interfere in business and, and we don't want to interfere in business. But for those that feel as though they, they need more support and they have questions and, and they'd like to be able to exchange with people with a bit more experience, um, that, that's the access we're giving them at the moment. Um, and it's I think that's, a, well, that's so a step in the good direction. That's a step in the good yeah. direction. I, yeah. Although I really appreciate Greg's hands-off model, it would it it is nice to have resources and let people reach out. And and it, and really, you of all the affiliate owners I've met, you know, there's a there's a hundred that are the best affiliate owners I've ever met, and you're you're one of those best I've ever met. You're, oh, you're, thank you, mate. So. You're intelligent. You're knowledgeable. You have a lot of history. You're charming. Um, you're compassionate. You're a good listener. You're not polarizing. You're a good. And dude. you haven't even seen me naked, mate. <laughs> oh yes, I have. <laughs> so I, I, I know, I know, I know, I, I know of Gary Gaines. I never met Gary Gaines. I've only heard um, the most upbeat and positive things about him. And obviously, um, Dave Castro has always been, in the 15 years I've been there, a huge proponent of hiring within the company. Basically, for a lot of reasons. Maybe it's his lineage coming from the U.S. military. Um, it is kind of funny though that. Um, you got that position because a lot of people are never sure where they stand with Dave, right? They're never sure. Does he like me? Does he not like me? He has a sort of. Well, I don't. Um, I don't think Dave likes me. I don't, I don't, oh, I think he does. <laughs> I, 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 but, but there's 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 a difference between like and respect. And I, I right. Oh, okay, um, okay. I'll, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. And 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 I'll buy that. um, I, I I think I think you know um like is like is a very easy word to throw around. Oh, I like the guy. You know, it's a very easy yeah. word to throw around. I would I say he respects Dave you for by, sure. Yeah. Dave, by his past, you you can't do what Dave's done, and and give your trust easily, or or say yeah I like the guy and I want to hang out the weekend with the guy. You know you, I you, I don't think you can you can you can have his curses and 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 you know and be a very easy you know walk through a crowd and you know high five everyone and hug everybody inside. You know, um, so I can I can understand that and and you know he's in a, he's in a he's in a position of responsibility where. Um, you know he he has to be abrasive yeah. like you i think it you are you I, are you are abrasive and you're you're like one of the only ones being abrasive and saying what you think and and you know shooting from the hip i think it's important i think it's important and, and maybe i'm wrong maybe this is just archaic thinking but i think for a company like crossfit that is um so um unique contextualize within the way other people behave and eat and move and think that I think it is really important to hire from within. I think it's really important not to have people um, who don't really know because, because the, 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 the brand, at least when I was there was singularly focused on the truth around health, singularly, singularly, singularly. Yeah. And it, and you can work there for years and still not and have trouble understanding that because you th might think that it's to make money or to do this or to do that, but it was singularly focused on optimizing health. And so when you bring people well, in for the outside, from the outside, no matter how much you beat that into them, the learning curve is so steep. Well, and, and also, you know, if you're going to be, you're going to be standing up and talking to affiliates, but you've never, You've never systematically woken up at like 4.30 to get to the box and open up 
your gym and you know you're aching all over and you're tired and you go up to the whiteboard and prepare your whiteboard and make sure the toilets are clean before your first members arrive and you know you're hoovering to you if you haven't lived that how can how can you how can you how you know how can you be where's your integrity you know so so i think in 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 my role in the country manager role i mean the country managers they're they're bar one there's one who's not an affiliate owner every other country manager owns an affiliate and most of them come from that magic triangle of having been seminar staff or are actually seminar staff so they're 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 dipped in the methodology you know these are these are you're saying the guardians of the health message you know they're, they're dipped in that but they're also the entrepreneurs and 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 um uh, you know they they're, they're struggling uh, as well as a box owner or they're not or they're successful box owners which is even better right and um that's the magic triangle that we're, we're recruiting from and i think it was i think it was a good move um not because it's me but to have in this role someone who's, who's, <laughs> who's lived who's lived as a as an affiliate um and i i i'd been on you know i don't know somewhere between somewhere between 40 and 50 level ones and 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 about a few probably probably 20 20 to 30 level twos and 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 i'd worked on some some kids course and so the methodology you've you know you've you you you've you've read it you've slept it you've studied it you've seen it in action and you've you've worked with some of the best i mean the seminar staff and the some of the flemmer they're some of the best coaches on the planet hands amazing. down amazing yep and amazing. and and we have greg to thank for that whether it's directly or indirectly um without a doubt but the, you know and that health message of being uh being the defenders of the health message is something we mustn't lose uh, and um and greg embodied that or he embodies it still right and and so it's hard it's hard um it's hard without greg to 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 stay as focused on that message i think greg's weakness with all the respect in the world that i owe him was that he was so focused on that and not wanting to focus on numbers that at one point it got so big that the organization that would have been necessary for the size of the organization wasn't there you know the the structure wasn't there and um you know that's 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 part of part of the pain i think um from the last 12 months right um but you know i i i got to i'll be very honest you know and i i i work for i work for 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 llc as it's called now right or hq um and i have i love working with gary gaines absolutely he's a brilliant leader really really good um you, you know savan you would you would you get on like a house on fire with the guy he's, he's um, I've heard the fant- best stuff about fantastic, him. I've heard the fantastic best stuff about leader. him. Yeah, he can create rapport. He's he, he's structured. I mean, he, you know, he's he's got all the plates spinning. Um, I've enjoyed every interaction I've had with with Eric, um, and he's he's got a fast brain on him. Smart guy, but I do miss Greg. I say, I you know, I I, I couldn't be any clearer than that. I I, um, you know, Greg was one of the most generous people I've ever. I've ever met, you know, um, to, to me personally, to my family, uh, to, to my team. Um, and, and part of my sadness was that Greg, if Greg had decided to leave, cause saying, oh, you know, maybe I'm not the right leader for, for CrossFit anymore, you know, or, you know, I want to go and, I don't know, I want to go fishing or something, you know, um, you go, okay, cool. Uh, enjoy it. You've, you've deserved that, you know, you've deserved that downtime. You've created something amazing. What a, what a wonderful legacy. But to leave for the reason that people were saying, for me was 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 a disgrace, a disgrace. To, to you know, you're talking about a guy in his early sixties dedicated his life to one message. Um, that would have saved is, the world. That if everyone would have followed, we would never even know that. Yeah. That this. Uh, yeah. It would. would have it, ne- for me, it was. Yeah. I. It's I, a I, I. It's a very sore point with me. 
what what happened. Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, um, he he is obviously in an amazing place right now. <laughs> I mean, he, he the uh, I hope leaving so. the company. Le- yeah, 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 leaving the company the way he did and making the absolute fucking small, big, gigantic fortune that he did was one thing. And you might think, well, he still he still isn't doing what he loves, but. To watch what the, is happening to the humans on planet Earth right now and uh, what's happening to gyms in general, he probably it, – it couldn't have played out any better for him. You know? I mean – Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I – I just, I just think no one, no one deserves to be dragged through the mud like he was. Oh, the of course not. Of course not. Complete, was, complete insanity. Complete insanity. And some, of, some of it was, you know, some of it was fabricated, and and there was a lot of there were a lot of acts to grind, you know, and uh, there were, oh, there were vested interests and groups, and you know, we could we could talk about this all day, and I would just get I would just get really pissed off. Um, I'll tell you, there are three major publications, massive publications, New York Times, GQ. And Business Insider. And they had reporters calling with the most insane accusations. And then they would call and they would talk to, to, uh, I forget who at HQ, maybe it was Emily or maybe it was Brett. And they would make these accusations about Greg that were so insane and they would tell us they're going to publish them. So then I had to dig through my computer. They would give a date saying Greg was doing this on this day. And I would have to dig through my computer, and since I was always with Greg, and find a picture proving, like, no, he wasn't in, um, he wasn't in Laguna Niguel on this day. He was actually in um, Paris, or he was actually in London, or and it was insane. And the stuff they were saying was just, and not only that, but they would call people, Daniel, they would to, when they would investigate the story, and they would be like, so we have twenty, we have twenty people who say this about Greg. Do you want to say the same thing about Greg? When they didn't have yeah. one person who would say it. I mean, it was. Do you, do you want to say the same thing? It was fucking. Uh, comp- I mean, it was complete. It was complete. It was so bad. And and and, that, and, and it makes me think. Yeah. I don't know why people do that. I don't know if there was a a desire from you know you could get on the far end of conspiracy and be like, oh, it was Coca Cola was tired of hearing his shit and put this group together. But there was some insane accusations with some insane no, threatening going on. I mean, I, I don't think I don't think it was it was Coca Cola. I didn't think it needed, needed to go to Coca Cola. I think there were there were um, smaller companies, smaller groups uh, with vested interests, um, right? Uh, who knew that Greg didn't didn't appreciate them? Who knew that they weren't going to get bigger pieces of the of the game season or of the the CrossFit pie or you know whatever it right. was, or they weren't going to get a contract or you know um, th- you know as long as Greg was there, they wouldn't be able to they wouldn't be able to you know have the influence that they, they think they deserve to have and stuff. And, and um, I think that was sufficient. And then the use of social media um, and, yeah, it's like, and, then, and the rest is history. But, I mean... When you see a carcass the, go down, when you see a carcass go down, the maggots show up, the vultures show up, and the hyenas showed up. You yeah, know? Yeah. And, yeah. and that and, was... That, and even, and I th- even internally, right? Even internally. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, and, yes. And All that, of them. That was... That's what I, I, I could, find. I, I could I could tell you a story. I might get in trouble for this one, but that's when you're going to enjoy it. So, we go to bed on the Saturday evening. Everything's fine, right? So we're we're a few hours ahead. Everything's fine. All the affiliates are happy. Journalists, I uh, think CrossFit's the bomb. Everything's fantastic. You, you have clean you today. have clean underwear on. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Just in case, right? Um, wake up Sunday morning, and I lean over to my phone, and I'm like, "What's happened?" 
you know, something because my my in my inboxes, text message, WhatsApp, uh, Facebook Messenger, uh, Instagram, <laughs> emails. Literally, there there were there were literally. I mean, um, uh, you know, six hundred and forty French affiliates, and I, I, there must have been a couple hundred messages from them. Add on top of that, coaches. Add on top of that, members from boxes and 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 seminar staff. Wondering, What's going on? All this kind of stuff. Journalists trying to get in contact with them. All this kind of stuff. So, country manager. And, and literally, you know, we're very we were a very tight group within country managers, right? So it's literally first message is, what the fuck's happening? <laughs> someone, someone tell me what's going on. And it was like, um, uh, Greg posted this tweet, and it's like, okay. That was the Floyd right. 19 so, tweet, right? Yeah. So we look at the history of it and stuff, and I'm going, okay, insensitive. Yeah. But, you know, you, you can't be abrasive and, and not at sometimes be insensitive, right? You can't, you can't it, shoot. It wasn't insensitive. Yeah, it wasn't insensitive but, 20 years ago. Well, it was insensitive 20 years it, ago when he said carbohydrates but, were bad for you, and that's what got us where we are. It wasn't. So. It's, it's perhaps not insensitive for a guy of his generation. Where, right. you know, it's like my, my, my dad would say things that, uh, you know, a younger generation would go, oh my God, did he really say that? Yeah, he was born in 1936. He went through the friggin' war. He saw his uncles die. You know, it's like, you, you know, the, the, there's a generation of men who would, who would, who would just like, they'd think it for a second and then just, and say it and say, this is going to piss people off. I don't care. I'm going to say it anyhow because this, this is the truth as I see it, right? And I think Greg Yeah, yeah, and it, and it was the truth. And we're in a society that doesn't want to hear the truth. So I may say but to they, you, but Daniel, your hair. They didn't want to put it in perspective, right? Right. The, the, and the, the perspective yeah. of the conversation he had with that with that organization, right? He, right. They didn't want to. They, they didn't. They didn't right. even give him the benefit of the doubt. Right. It was guilty, and it was like, and it was like, go for the gullet and all this kind of stuff. And so I'm like, oh, this will blow over in a couple of days. Right? And then, um, of the 1,400 members in Paris, I had five members contact me individually, five different. They hadn't they hadn't spoken to each other and all this kind of stuff, and say, hey, you know. Uh, you know, CrossFit's a racist organization. Nah. Unless you, unless you uh, remove CrossFit uh, and 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 you know you deaffiliate something, I'm leaving your gym. I'm like, and one of the guys I knew, I I I'd coached him when I'd opened the box. He'd been a founding member, right? And so I was like, can we have a coffee at least before? You know, it's like I'll come up to Paris, <laughs> have a coffee, we'll have a chat. So I go up to Paris and I'm having coffee. I have a coffee with each of these guys, right? So I've, I, I and I drink I drink seven coffees a day, so the five coffees were easy. And I'm having the same conversation. So on Saturday, you and I, we go to bed. You think the team, they're the dog's bollocks, fucking brilliant. Everything is really good. You love CrossFit. You're in the best shape of your life. Everything is wonderful. Yeah, okay. While we're asleep, some guy on the other side of the world does a, a, a what was it, seven-digit tweet. And all of a sudden, me and the team, we're racist. Is that the logic that you're presenting to me? And they go, well, well looking at it that way, does sound a bit stupid, right? So yeah, how long have you been working, uh, training with us? Seven years. Seven years. So, I mean, do you think I'm racist? No. I mean, and if I were racist, don't you think that in the last seven years you would have noticed it already? You know? Well, yeah, obviously. So, so then what, what, what are we talking about? You know? What are we talking about? It's like, and, and I'm, not, I'm not affiliated to a person. I'm affiliated to a methodology. And my loyalty is not to a person. My loyalty now is not to Eric or Gary. My loyalty is to CrossFit. Just as before my loyalty wasn't to Greg, my loyalty was to CrossFit. The methodology that had changed my life and that I want to change other, other people. And I suppose, I'm, and as long as I coach CrossFit, I'm going to call it CrossFit. And to call it CrossFit, I'm going to stay affiliated. Now, if that's an issue with you and you want to leave, I can understand that. And that's fine. But I, I would be really sad to see you go. 
So of the five, one still left and the other four stayed. But those conversations I had with five of my members, and I know that a lot of affiliates would have had those conversations with the gym mafia. You know, they get together and, yeah, we're going to go and see him. And if he doesn't de-affiliate, I'm leaving his gym. Whew, you know, it's like, God, you know, you've got to put everything in perspective and all the, all the noise on uh, this, this mob rule on social media. I hate social media. It's so full of shite. It is so full of, of, of girls selling booty shorts and, 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 and a lack of education and information. When you've got, how many crossfitters have read the L1 manual that is, that is for free to, to, to download? And instead of that, they spend their time, you know, uh, scrolling down, looking at these, these pseudo influencers who aren't even good athletes at the end of the day, right? And, and, all and, are, dis- and are dishonest and sellouts. And are yeah, dishonest totally. and sellouts. And then, and then they'll come on and they'll, they'll do a video. Oh, I'm, I'm so disappointed in CrossFit. Uh, I, as long as it stays like this, I'm not going to compete. Fine, don't compete. They're, like, they're, go fuck yourself. There are 40,000 women ready to take your place on a podium. And you some know? men and now. You, and some men. There's some men ready to take your place and, on and a podium. Some, and some men. And some men. But I, it, was, it was like, really? You know, and, and uh, using their social media influence, then it's just one thing after another. And, and some of the brands that were involved in the, in the ecosphere were saying, oh, yeah, we have to distance ourselves and all this kind of stuff. Come on. It's like, seriously, you know, um, throw, throw the baby out with the bathwater was what happened. And I, I felt, and when we had that meeting, you were on that meeting on that Monday when Greg, he was tearful and he was saying, what I've done is damaging CrossFit and I never wanted anything I did to damage CrossFit. You know, what, what should we do? You know, what, what should I do? Tell me what I should do. And Greg, Greg, this guy who founded the company is asking idiots like myself what he should do. I was like, my God. And especially you know, when he was being accused of doing something that he didn't do, that it was an interpretation that, that caught on like a wildfire. Uh, so yeah, that was, that was I, even crazier. Like, well, the, and, and, and we were honest with Greg and you on that call, we said, you know, Greg, CrossFit without you, would it still be CrossFit? I don't know. But CrossFit just with you at the head, because before there was Jeff Kane. And, and, and like him or not like him, he was still in that position and, 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 and it gave Greg a mandate to go and fight the health fight, right? He didn't have well, to be in the daily grind of the company, right? You well, know? Jeff Kane um, really st- started the, the destru- that was the, the beginning of the end of the company, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I know. I, I mean, that was, when you fired the entire loads, media loads team. Of details but, yeah, lo- yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. That was, that was insanity. Yeah, insanity. But, but what we said to Greg at the time was, well, Greg, maybe CrossFit just with you is too big a too big a thing and 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 you should have someone run the company you know run the daily grind and that's when dave was given the, the ceo position which i think was brilliant you know and then people go yeah oh, me too why why did you choose you see he's racist he chose dave castro hang on did, did, you, catch, did you catch his did you catch his family name you know uh it's like you know you know dave is not born in stockholm you know um, and, and, and they were unfair on Dave and Dave, Dave in the short time he was CEO was excellent. And he, 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 uh, he did certain things, us reps, pushed the us rep scheme in order to get boots on the ground and have people facing, uh, affiliates and supporting. I mean, he did a lot of stuff in a very short period of time. Um, and, um, I think, I, yeah, uh, I think, I think he was a good CEO. What's interesting then, about that too, that Greg choosing him is throughout the 15 years I was there, Dave and Greg had an extremely contentious relationship extremely contentious uh i mean it should be talked about extensively i'll give it i'll wait till my severances i don't know if my the money i got for my severance is cleared yet even though it wasn't much but um but 
what a, what a still a smart move for Greg to do. Just just he he made the right decision. He didn't let his emotion yeah, or his did. judgment under, get in the under, way. Yeah. Under under a lot of pressure. And then I w- I was upset when Greg said, "Hey, listen, uh, I'm." So we were we were we were texting with with Greg, and you know all this. You 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 know you were sitting next to Greg, you know, and 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 when he said to me, "I'm I'm I'm speaking to a guy who would like to buy CrossFit from me," and I'm like, "Greg, but he's not you, right?" And he goes, "No, but this guy gets it." This guy, this guy, he's 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 running an affiliate. He gets it, and and he he will keep he will keep the message the message on track, and he understands the methodology, and he understands that it's not a cult that it's a it's, it's a culture, that it is a sport, yes, but it's not only a sport, and so on and so forth, and um and I think out of a out of a bad situation, he he made some he made some hard choices. You know, Greg Greg committed Harry Carey. He basically. Said I've I've damaged CrossFit and I'm going to leave and he just he just lent on his blade right and and uh, hats off to him because I, I you know uh, I I don't know if I could have done that um, you know uh, I, yeah a Madam Butterfly reference for those of you who don't know mm. yeah I I, hada, hada, it, we, say, a, we say we say I think we say I think we say hara harakiri in the United hada States harakiri it's a very upsetting period. A very, very emotional period, very tough period, and and so and unfortunately, so the story, the, unfortunately, the new guy didn't, can't didn't, even run. The go, go, go. Sorry, no, no, Sorry, you go. didn't. You didn't let me finish it. So on the weekend, it, right? Go. So we're going. What do we say? Do is there is there a is there a, a set is there a set script for answering all the messages that are coming in and all the shit we're taking and all the journalists calling us racist and all this kind of stuff? And so we turn to the guy who was running the international project, and and there's no answer. So like on the Sunday, there's no answer. It's like okay, maybe he's out camping. You know, I, I don't know. Monday, send him a message. Hi, I'm not going to give the name because he's well known. Hi, you know, we're we're taking we're, we've got some incoming here. You know, we're, we're taking some big bombs here. You know, it's like <laughs> any any sort of direction from you would be welcome. You know, no news. The Tuesday, no news. And then there's a post on his on his business page about how he's going to deaffiliate. And I'm like, holy smokes, we're talking to affiliates about 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 the whole situation, about just like using a bit of reason and logic. And, and now there's someone, he's supposed to be standing next to us. Not on the other side, shooting the incoming at us, you know? And uh, that, was, that was disappointing. I was, because it's someone, someone that I, I have huge amount of respect for. Um, but in, in moments of, it's like in the heat of battle, you know, you, you, you I think, was it Dave saw, you know, when the house is burning, you see who, Yes. Who tries to put out the fire and who adds adds oil to the fire, right? Yes. Yeah. That was a great that was a great perspective that he had on that. Like, okay, it, it's it's like a feint in boxing, right? I faint, make a feint, and and I see which way you go. And we saw people. We saw every pe- people. We saw okay when the building catches on fire. Daniel and Brian are going to run for that door, and Sevon's going to sit here and in in. in uh, Add more fuel to the fire. Yeah, and, or, or, and or this person's going to try to wrap time, a blanket around the person. Yeah, go ahead. There are other people at the time saying, "Oh yeah, okay." So Greg's got one knee on the ground. Um, you know, let's let's take over the game season. You know, there were there were there were, and it's like hyenas. Like, seriously? Yeah, I was like, seriously. I mean, you guys have no shame. You got. I mean, you've got you've got no. Where's the backbone in this? We're we're here thanks to CrossFit. And the new guy and, and, and Rosa, it was like he was made captain of the ship, like, and then three seconds later, it was hit with five torpedoes. 
I mean, oh, he, oh with COVID, yeah, I, he, he's you know, in the least envious envious position. I mean, I, he is in a he, really really tricky spot. Can you imagine? He, I mean, his narrative I think is he was basically retired, he was done, and. This opportunity popped up, and it was a dream opportunity. It was something he had fantasized about for years, running CrossFit. And he thought, okay, this is how I want to end my life, running this company. And then all of a sudden, he gets the, he gets the dream dream job, and then it gets nuked. I mean, what a, well, but he's, what a tough situation. He's, he, he's very pragmatic, and he's obviously been through tough situations before. Um, and, I, you know, I haven't, I haven't met him yet because I'm not allowed to travel, right? Being in France, I'm, I'm like a, you know. It's like a plague or something, so I have to wait wait a while before I can go out to the states. But um, you know, I've I've, I've had it's like a plague, people, showed... but it's not. It's like a plague, but it's not. Anyway, go it's on. It's not. Yeah. So um, I've had some exchanges with 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 Eric, and um, he's he's demonstrated. Uh, I mean, he's got an amazing brain on him, absolutely amazing brain on him. And um, for someone who's been so successful and is in such a position. Um, if you don't agree, he actually, he, he takes it. He's ready for that feedback. Um, and, um, which is good because it just, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a point where we were afraid that too many people coming from the outside and then having outside, um, finances of the company, you know, there's going to be that pressure from a board and all this kind of stuff. But he deals with all that, um, majestically. Um, so, I, you know, um, very different, very different, um, animal to Greg, uh, without, without doubt. But it's like a combination of the two would be, whoa, you know, that'd be like, that would be, you know, Greg standing there and talking about, you know, you know that CrossFit came from, from up here. It came from here. When you look at Greg, it's like, oh, my God, you know, it's CrossFit in, 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 en en us, as we say in French, you know, uh, in, in, in flesh and, in flesh and bones. And to have someone with Eric's, um, uh, organizational brain, um, uh, it w- would be a, would be a, a, a pretty, pretty stunning combination. Um, and, you know, and, He's done some very good stuff. He's clean, you know, very given, given clear structure. Um, Nicole is, Nicole is, is doing amazing things in education. Uh, Dave's doing amazing stuff on the sport. Um, and all the departments that were working as silos before, there's now, you know, very fluid communication between departments and, um, working together, uh, far, far more. Um, and, um, there's, there's, you know, you, you know that I'm very, I'm very sad about what happened last year with Greg. Um, but I'm, I'm also very positive about the, what's come out from the change, you know? Um, and, good. uh, good. I like to hear that. And, and even the shareholders I met, I met, I met the shareholders and, and, um, you know, you go, Oh my goodness. You know, and you, you list the companies that they've invested in in the past. And, oh my God, you know, Oh, oh this is going to be a tough one. And actually not, you know, they're, they're, they're very much on, you know, um, we, we have to, you know, support the affiliates. Um, the affiliates are the cornerstone for everything. We have to make sure they get through COVID, you know, give the COVID support that you need to. Um, and I thought I was going to go on to a call where we were going to have to negotiate the fact that, you know, the revenue for CrossFit was, was being decimated by COVID relief. So the country manager saying, oh, you've been closed nine months. Well, dude, you know, I'll, I'll see how many months I can, I can gift you as an affiliation, right? And it's like, so we're, we're cutting, you know, the, the affiliation fee for hundreds and hundreds of affiliates. Um, and they, they didn't flinch. They just said it's the right thing to do. And you're going, okay. So this is the, you know, We've got some good guys here. We got we got a, we got a good bunch. So um, I'm I'm very positive for the f- for the future and uh, and also you know um, to be honest, even through COVID, internationally, it's like France went into COVID with 643 affiliates. We've got 646 now, and we're still not wow, wow. So it it shows for me it shows two things. It shows the resilience of the methodology, 
is that you know a box owner is is someone who's not in it you want to earn a good living obviously and you deserve to right. earn a good living but you're not in it just for the money you're in it because you 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 fundamentally believe in it and uh, and the second thing is that when when you have someone you can talk to and help and support um you can get over small bumps in the road and i compare that to countries like the philippines and thailand that had no support they had no boots on the ground no country manager and the 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 gyms have just just closed hand over fist um and uh where we've had country managers and boots on the ground it, the numbers are good you know um italy's had a had a tough time because they've had no financial support at all but they've still got more than 600 affiliates in italy um spain's grown benelux has grown oh here's an interesting stat for you Brian have it have a look at have a look at the number of mcdonald's restaurants per country right and see and see how many countries have more crossfit boxes than mcdonald's restaurants and it's probably only a handful one of them is one of them is holland holland has more crossfit boxes than mcdonald's restaurants the us is 14 i think it's 14 but holland's only this big right is holland this big about this big it's, or is it it's, like this it's big? the it's the dimple on my left buttock holland it's it's that big right right that's bruised right and, now um the us has the us yeah it is the us has more than 14,000 mcdonald's restaurants so if a country for me is able to support 14,000 mcdonald's restaurants without talking about kfc's and all the other stuff that goes with it you know is there not room for way more uh, crossfit boxes and affiliates for sure i'm i'm convinced and um so me that's too. one of the benchmarks we set with with country managers is that we will know that we've helped a community move towards health and fitness as opposed to sickness when there are more lifeboats to to coin a term or to no to the corner term is a new term so it's not a coining a term to, to borrow a greg's, term to borrow a term to use greg's uh greg's analogy of, of lifeboats um we'll have more lifeboats in the ocean than than submarine sinking us um when we have more crossfit boxes than than mcdonald's restaurants right so th- those that's a benchmark that the country managers have to to work on I think there Daniel you mentioned a word a while ago when you're talking about those five members who who you had coffee with and and it's a word that I think is just just disappearing from humanity really it's patience okay and and in the crossfit world you know we have this if you understand the methodology you understand that yes the sport exists but that's not really what crossfit's about and the the training methodology and the lifestyle that you you know apply based on that understanding is a low trajectory to a distant horizon. So when we're but now we're living in this age where people want answers now, they don't have patience. As soon as they hear something, they react to that thing. And so it's really difficult um sometimes to have that understanding and be amidst people who don't. And so I think when we're talking about uh, Eric Rosa and what he can potentially do in terms of bringing his expertise to the the you know the um organization going forward it's like we have to give him time you know r- first of all right now it's like the most difficult time like Savan said he's bent out the really t- difficult card really early on in his tenure and he's he's having to interact and make these decisions and policies that probably can't they can't see through to fruition as fast as people are demanding them to see through to fruition and then on top of that you have people that are saying things that you know like you know get get this uh vaccine or wear a mask and that's your only choice and immediately it's like wow i have to make this decision right now of of what i'm going to do and so you know the perspective is what's so difficult so it's nice to hear someone like you who's willing to 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 like 
take a step back. And I like even that you're able to offer some perspective internationally of what you're observing over here. And hopefully, I mean, my, my real hope is that people don't get, they just stop reacting so quickly to these things and can start zooming back and see the big picture. Um, it's really that the thing that's really sad for me about that is what you said about the countries that don't have someone like you there to guide them and to tell them like, you know, really relax, be patient. We'll get through this. Let's work through this. And instead that immediate decision that someone's made is forcing them to a situation where they can't take that, that long-term approach anymore. You you know, you, you kind of make a decision based on emotion, right? And then you justify it with logic. And, and, so when there's a lot of emotion being thrown around, I don't. And, but and, half this country does. I don't. Speak for yourself. Um, Go on. And and um, you know, it's, it, it's, I think it's the amygdala, right, that, that reacts quickly. And and um, I'm trying to, trying to think of the, the reading of emotional intelligence, right? Um, and I, th- I think that um, a lot of people will make a decision that needs to be based on logic with with just emotion, and that the logic comes like six months later when it's too late, you know. So in my experience, like, you know, guys wanting to de-affiliate because, you know, oh, yeah, I didn't like the changes to the game season, so I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to de-affiliate. Right? It's really? Right? Because the format's gone, because it's no longer regionals, but it's going to sanctionals, you want to de-affiliate? Are you sure? You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, and, and anyhow, you know, um, it's not going to change anything for me. I'm saying, seriously? You know, it's like, yeah, and I'll save, I'll save $3,000. It's like, you're not going to save $3,000. It's like... $3,000 for me is, is two members. You know, would I lose two of my current members because I removed the CrossFit name? Yeah, I'd lose way more. Would I, would I lose or not gain two prospects this year because I'm not carrying the CrossFit name? Yes, way more. So financially, it's a no-brainer. But then even, even with, within the team, I removed CrossFit from the name of my gym. Um, I'm going to lose coaches. Coaches who want to be CrossFit coaches. They, they want to be involved in an L1, L2, L3. They want to go to the, the competitions. They want to go to the throwdowns. They want to be called a CrossFit coach. You, you then have to renew your team. And my experience is that I go back six months later and say, hey, how's it going? Yeah, fine. Uh, just fine. You know, how's it going financially? Oh, it's tough. You know, so, well, you know, would you ever be interested in, 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 in reaffiliating? Is that possible? But yeah, of course it is. It's not because you've left that you can't, you can't come back. It's like, but you know, um, it's like, yeah, but now it's going to be twice as much, you son of a bitch. Well, you know, the, 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 <laughs> the, 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 the pay, pay more, but no, but even, even there's the an integrity of, piece too, Daniel. Let me throw this in there real quick. There's the, the an integrity cost of piece too. Branding your gym, right, as well. So, right, right. You, you, you're, you teach the methodology for ten years, and then you deaffiliate and you take the name down, and then you keep teaching the methodology. There's a serious integrity piece. It's like the other day I got a I got a pro, I got an email with a, a advertising a product and the athlete that they had on there advertising the product has zero fucking integrity and I'm thinking to myself well that means this product has no integrity yeah. like and and it's the same thing it's like if I work out at a gym and they've been they've been pushing this methodology for ten years and then they change the name because they threw a temper tantrum and they don't like some sort of change with yeah. the the games it, it it's important. It's important. Integrity is one of the few things that we can really, really control ourselves too. But is you're in a tough you're integ- in a tough position, man. You're in a tough position too. Well, no, it's pretty. I, I, I'm, I'm not because I'm not because I, I'm, I'm lucky. I'm lucky. You're not because hey, you're not hey, a pussy. Hey. Is that what you're saying? You're not because you're not a pussy. The average man no. would be a tough position, not for Daniel Javey. 
No, no, I, I, it's it's not about it's not about being a pussy or a snowflake or anything you want to you want to you want to you want to name it. Um, I I think when you when you have support and you have people around you that help you think, your support structure is really really important. And we can all we can all we can all flap and 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 uh, flap is an English term. I think I don't know if you use flap, but uh, um, panic. You know, when, when, when water's coming on board, you know, it's like, oh my God, we're going to sink. Well, no, just put your finger in the hole. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like, you know, but you need someone to say, why don't you just put your finger in the hole? Okay. So <laughs> put good. my finger in the hole. Okay. You know, we're not, we're not sinking anymore, you know, um, and, uh, and to, and to see medium and long term. And we often make, we often make decisions, um, based on an immediate reaction we want or immediate change we want, but we don't consider secondary consequences. And the secondary consequences are always, Far more important and 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 enduring than the primary result from my actions, and so we always have to think of what the secondary consequences are. So, like you know, I'm going to throw my toys out the tram and I'm going to deaffiliate and I'm going to do this because I didn't like that and I didn't like the tweet and I didn't like the fact that he didn't do a, a BLM post and I didn't like this. And I was okay, you know, you can you can have your opinion on that, and 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 and, and but deaffiliating your life's work and as you say then keeping the methodology and then saying well you know welcome to my gym we do we do i don't know we do uh mug mug training and mug training is uh it's uh functional movement uh you know uh, costly varied functional movement at high intensity and it's a mix of no that's not mug training that's crossfit mate you know and, and if you're going to do that just call it crossfit and 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 pay your affiliation don't be a snowflake and just say i didn't like the tweet and I didn't like the fact that he didn't he didn't do a BLM post and I didn't like the changes to the games but it's not that's not the end of the world and my loyalty is to uh, my my members and my loyalty is to looking at myself in the mirror and 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 you know being proud of of, of what I stand for and I, I you know and, and people don't understand the secondary consequences and the secondary consequences of that and and now you know we speak to some gyms that that deaffiliated for for uh, you know whether it's oh you know they they sacked um, I, I had I had a, a, an affiliate who, who wanted to deaffiliate because uh, Rory McKinnon got sacked right and Rory is Rory is a lovely guy uh, and um, I was like I was like honestly I'm I'm pretty sure Rory is going to land on his feet and he's going to be fine and he's not going to go all that far and you'll still see him on the screens and he'll have more freedom to do what he wants to do and he'll be fine so you really want to you really want to um, you really want to? Uh, uh, he didn't land on his feet. He landed on uh, Rich Froning's bosom. But go on. And 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 he's doing well for himself. And good luck to him. And 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 you know. And and, he, and he's he's fantastic. At what he does. And, and said so you know you really want to deaffiliate because a guy that you had a you had a selfie with at a competition has has been dis- dismissed. It's like. It's, yeah, well, it doesn't make sense I, when you weigh it on the scale. You're making what's, sense, what's, Daniel. You're what, making what's sense. on the other side of the scale is that you're you're giving up an opportunity to to create healthy lifestyles for people in your community. And you're going to yeah. give that up because yeah. some guy across the world got got fired. And but that's exactly the type of thing that people are dealing with. That you know we, that we have to deal with people making quick decisions. We have we have an amazing opportunity over the next five ten years. We really do. We have an amazing opportunity, uh, whether it's in the U.S. or or, or internationally. To, to have a really big impact on on our communities, and you know we have to take that, and that's not that's not something we need to throw around. And, I think that there's, with, I think know. that you know, eventually, eventually people will will realize enough people will realize that this that the, there can be something good that comes out of all of this COVID COVID response stuff, and hopefully 
that's exactly what Daniel's talking about is that people will understand, wow, we had really gotten away as a society from living a lifestyle that prepares us for calamity and we can get back to that. Well, I mean, the, the affiliates I've been speaking to in, in Switzerland, for example, this morning, um, their problem now is that they've reopened. They can't handle, they, they're asking me for help in, you know, how can I integrate this many new members? You know, the, 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 they've had an influx of requests and people wanting to do trial sessions and, and you know, and bring in friends and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and even ex-members coming back saying, oh, yeah, well, I shouldn't really have left, but, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And, 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 um, uh, and their, their issue now is how can they, how can they onboard uh, that many new members um, and, and not piss off the older members, right, and, 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 and grow, their, grow their communities? The issue is, you know, you, you're going to grow your community faster over the next three months than you did over the last two years. Yeah, and, God, I um, hope that's true. I think I agree with you too. I don't know if that's too uh, much it, faith it, it, in it humanity, is. but oh, man, no, it, I hope it, it, this is a huge wake-up call for people. Well, the time frame of it, when it, that has happened is. Is, is largely unknown, but I think that it will happen eventually. But um, the, all the countries that have that have reopened so far—that's what's happening. You know, Australia's—they um, uh, they reopened a while back. They're having—they're having a great few months, uh, even though they're going into winter now, which is normally a, a slightly quieter period for them. Um, uh, Switzerland, as I mentioned, the UK is opened up. And they're having—they're having, you know, uh, Ollie Mansbridge. You know, Ollie, right? He's had to move from his gym. He's opened—he's opening a new space. He's building it right now because he, you know, he knows, you know, he he he, he can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Scandinavia, the countries that you know hardly hardly shut down, they're still getting a good a good pickup, uh, even though they didn't shut down um, quite as hard as the rest of Europe. So I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty convinced. I think the the country that's going to have a tough time coming out is Brazil, um, purely because you know with 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 their way of life and socializing and they're very social people and stuff. And they are they are and they don't necessarily have the infrastructure to give basic um, uh, healthcare to everyone that does actually contract um, the, the the virus. Um, and, and also they're having inflation, right? Brazil has a huge inflation issue, um, whereby, you know, uh, affiliation is like, you know, 3000 bucks is like 30,000, you know, in, in Brazil at the moment. So they're going to have a tougher time, um, as, as small business owners. And, uh, um, I think, yeah. The one thing they, that they positive that Brazil has is that they have a huge community of, of support there and people yeah. that want to be involved in CrossFit. Uh, actually, I think like two thirds of the, of the people even totally competing down there. Totally crazy about fitness, right? Totally crazy about fitness. Yeah. So I mean, they, in my previous life, before 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 moving into CrossFit and before running gyms, um, I used to teach step classes. So not not body pump where it's prescripted, but I used to do my own choreographies and my own music and all this kind of stuff. And I had the opportunity to teach a class to literally like one thousand Brazilian women. It was. It was like. It was like where? Where? Speech. Where did you do that? Where did you do that? It was. It was. It was like a young man's dream uh, come true down in down in Rio, and um, and I. So, literally, I was like the only. So we were th- three guys, and there were two girls, and we were each teaching a class, and I was the only heterosexual guy um, getting up on the podium. It was like. It was like. It's like wow. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was single at the time. Well, I, I should have been. And um, yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> it was quite an amazing weekend. So I have good memories of Brazil. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're totally crazy about fitness. Totally crazy about fitness. Do you know, yeah. Daniel? There's a town north of me. I don't know how many miles. Let's say, let's say a hundred miles north of me. Two hundred miles. It's called Mount Shasta. Shasta. 
And it's in an, it, and although a lot of California has been shut down, they kind of gave the middle finger to the government and they stayed open. And I don't remember what the affiliate is up there, but they stayed open during the entire pandemic. How do, how do they do So-called that? pandemic. They just like, Is that because of the mayor? Is that, is that uh, the mayor? Said- yeah, yeah. I think the city, I think that that also, they may have been one of those cities that stormed their city council meeting was like, get the fuck out. But I'm not sure. But anyway, the affiliate, they stayed open the entire mm-hmm. time. They didn't give a shit. And guess how much their membership grew by? A hundred percent. They doubled their membership while staying open. Yeah. Good for them. Crazy, right? And so that's another. They took took the members from the gyms that all had to close. Well, maybe maybe that too. Or maybe I I, I think (laughs) in my mind, the narrative I want to spin is is that people really understood that, hey, healthy people don't die from this. What does it mean to be healthy? Move a little bit, cut down your refined carbohydrate and sugar consumption, and you're good to go. You're bulletproof. And and that's, that's the narrative I'd like to spin. Maybe I need to get them on here and ask them what happened. The, the, the the question is when, when a government's going to wake up to this. So, you know, I know you're, you're big on the individual responsibility, right? But let's be very honest. Most people react to what's sent down from up above. It's the exact, it's the exact same thing. It's exact, you and I are, that's the exact same thing. If our mayor of New York would have taken individual responsibility for his health, he wouldn't have eaten a hamburger and french fries yesterday and telling the world, hey, if he's stuffing himself with a hamburger and french fries saying if you get the injection, you can get a free hamburger and french fries. And you're, is it in the US that you guys are giving out free beer? Yeah, oh, everything, free free everything. Ohio's how got about five this? million dollars in lotteries available that you can enter for if you get a vaccine. Yeah, the they make fun are, of our hey. politicians who work out. They make fun of our politicians who work out. Oh, so I agree with UK, you. Right? I agree you, with you. You remember, you, you remember Bojo, right? Boris Johnson, right? I mean, he he was in yeah. he was in in intensive care, right? Yeah. And when he came out, what did he do? He he got a he got a PT. He's he's in he's in the best shape of his life at the moment because he nearly died. He had to nearly die in order to work out, you know, to realize that he needs to work out on a daily basis. Um, and, and Hats uh, off to him. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, but but now, okay, he, you know, he, he's seen the light, right? It's like, whoa, you know, right, sort your right. shit out or, you, you, you know, you're going to croak it. Right. But his responsibility, his responsibility as, as prime minister is what? Is to help others Not, see the light. Right. Absolutely. I 100% agree. Yes. And is he doing that? And it's so it's so easy to do. You don't even have to say the crazy shit that I'm saying. You don't have to say, hey, nobody healthy has died. You don't have to say there's no such thing as uh, damage to the world by COVID. It's COVID response. You can you can just show yourself if you're if you're you can just show yourself doing healthy stuff and hiding the unhealthy stuff. That's it. Yeah. I mean, it's a tiny listen, little it's a tiny I love CrossFit. Little, yeah, I love CrossFit, but I, I am a chocoholic. I love chocolate. And you put any, you put nuts, you put raisins in it. I am going to, you open it, I'm going to finish it, you know. Um, and you don't have to be a, you don't have to be a health, health nutcase. You don't have to go and weigh your, your ingredients in order to have a healthier lifestyle. I just make sure that my main meals are balanced. You know, I've got, I've got meats, I've got veggies, you know, um, you know, good fats, good proteins. And then, and then I can enjoy the rest. And I, and, you know, um, uh, this evening, my son's going to come around and he's going to say, you know, oh, can we have a burger? Well, you know, I've eaten healthy all week, so I can afford to have a burger with my son, you know. And, uh, you know, I can I can drink a beer on my terrace this evening as opposed to, you know, uh, sucking on water because I've been drinking, you know, two to two and a half liters of water. It's not that hard. It really isn't. And, I, and but, uh, 
and, and politicians make it out to be like super hard. And in France, if you, if you work out, you're perceived as being a Neanderthal. So if you have muscle on your body, it means you have no brain in your head is, 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 is the French wow. approach, right? It's like, um, uh, you know, they have this, you know, oh, uh, he obviously didn't study, uh, psychology. It's like, how do you know what I studied? You know? Um, just cause, just cause, you know, you got, you got, you got some pecs and you got some glutes and some, some thighs and you can, you know, uh, you can pull your body weight and, and whatnot. Um, they, they really think that people that use their body, it's, it's so archaic, um, don't use their minds. And so if you use your mind, you shouldn't really be using your body. And, but that's, that's good for, that's good for guys that do CrossFit, right? Because then they just, they, you don't even have to work out six days a week. You work out three days a week. You're in the top 5% of sexiness in France. You know, you, you, you know, you're, 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 you are, you are alpha. You know, you're, you're, you're up there. You know, you can, you can, you can, you can cruise the supermarket and, you know, uh, you know, half the supermarket is going, that guy's got to work out, you know, and you only do three workouts a week, right? It's easy to stand out from the crowd just by making a small effort. Yeah, it's easy here too. You know, there's this, I, I don't know, I, I don't want to call it a movement, but there's this, it's, and it's part of the polarization and insanity we have in, going on in the United States. If you, there's a movement that, that basically, if you work out and you talk about, um, you know, nutrition as health and a healthy lifestyle, that that is tantamount to fat shaming. They're saying just the idea of working out, just the idea of being healthy is being against fat people. It is, it, it's remarkable. And these are huge, massive accounts and people who get on, on board with it. And it's a it's a really bizarre. Uh, obviously, it's insanity. Savan, you're like me. As someone who's helped, you know, we coaching people for 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 decades, right? And mm -hmm. that means you know we had a fair number of people with weight issues. Mm -hmm. There's not one single person that makes a step towards a healthy lifestyle who regrets it. Right. Not one. Of course. Right. There's not there's not one who'll go to a healthy lifestyle and and will then turn around and goes, well, actually, I was as happy before. There's not one. There isn't. There isn't one. Because they've made the step, you, and and you know, I I felt I felt I I felt dreadfully sorry for those that don't understand that because it's like you know, we've all had a moment where you know you get backache or you know you've got to travel a lot so you don't work out for five days. After five days of not working out, I feel awful. Me my too. My body is awful. I felt ah. I'm like my God. How can people be in this state, 365 days a year? They don't even know it. You know, they're so, so unhealthy and, and their body is so rusty. They don't even realize it's rusty. They think it's a natural, you know, my body was made to be rusty. No, your body was not made to be rusty. You know, you can feel a million times better. And um, it's, it's, when I, it's when I don't work out for a few days, either through commitments or whatever it is, you know. Um, you know my God, you know, I've got to get back to training. I can't believe that people feel like this <laughs> for, forever, you know, forever. So, yeah, um, oh, I... I and the fat shaming thing is a shame because it's you don't such want, a shame. It's not about, it's not about making people feel bad. It's just we want to try and help them understand that there is a there is a a, um, a more enjoyable life available. I, I I can't speak for every affiliate out there, but I every every affiliate that I've ever been into, or every single let me even go broader, every single person that I've ever done CrossFit with, or worked out with, or known, is actually excited to have someone come into the gym. Who's on the, who's, who's unhealthy because that, that's the excitement, you know, and it's the typical thing that everyone says. You talk about someone like Matt Fraser and his room for improvement is like almost none. His head is up yeah. against the glass ceiling, yeah. but everyone loves working out with the guy. And I've worked out with people like this. I've worked out with people who can't do one burpee and after a year they're beating me in workouts. 
And yeah. like, there's an excitement in that and a gratification well, a, in that, that, that even that's as a coach, kind right? of unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, Brian, you, you, you study stats of like some of the best in the world, but the most important stats are the ones of, as Savant said, right? There's more enjoyment in, 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 in teaching, uh, newbies and, and, you know, deconditioned people than, than guys that think they're, they're fit already. Um, without a doubt, I, I get, I get very little enjoyment out of, out of coaching people that think they're athletes. I, I you would love, you would love coaching me then. You would love coaching me. I, I, yeah, yeah. I, Daniel, I'm doing this thing with my son where um, he, he came up with this idea to run a mile every day for a hundred days and then his grandmother would buy him something. I think he wants to go. I saw that. Yeah. You, yeah. you posted something on that. I saw that. Yeah. And every day, like our activities usually end around six or seven at night and we get home together. And every night, I dread running that mile with him, but literally three steps into it, I forget all my dread. And every time I come home, I'm so happy I did that with him. Like when I'm, when I'm, when I'm completed and it's going back to what you were saying, healthy people or unhealthy people never regret getting more healthy, but also the same with exercising. You're never going to finish a workout and be like, shit, I wish I didn't do that. No matter what. Even if I woke yeah. you up at three in the morning, you'd be, by the time you were done riding the assault bike for 10 minutes, you'd be happy you did it. And, um, last week on a, on a Wednesday, we do, we do, uh, kids classes on a Wednesday and a, and a Saturday. We're not, we're, we're not allowed to do them, but we do them anyhow. Um, shame. I, I, shame. Well, no, no, I mean, I, I said, well, if I get a fine, then I'll get a fine, but I'm not going to let these, these, because the, sport and school has been canceled, right? So they go to school, but they don't do sport because of COVID. All the, all the gym classes are closed. Rugby clubs are closed. You know, they can't do any activities. So we said, no, we're going to keep the teens. And, um, there's this one teen and he's a young kid called Vlad. Um, 11 years old and he, he, he weighs, uh, 82 kilos at 11 years old, right? So I don't know what that is in pounds, but it's a fair amount. And, um, his parents didn't think he would, he would keep with CrossFit. They managed to convince him to come in. And, uh, my son was partnered up, partnered up with him in a, in a workout. And, uh, my son's good. He's good. He's got, he's got pretty good emotional intelligence. And, 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 you know, they didn't divvy up 50 50 the reps, you know, and he, he, we wanted to give this kid some success and stuff. And, um, and I was speaking to the parents while he was doing his first session. And the parents go, I don't know if he's going to stick with it. We've tried everything. We've tried soccer. We tried judo. We tried rugby. We tried, uh, boxing. And he never sticks with the activity, he just says it's too hard and he doesn't enjoy it. And then eventually, He'll get into the car crying and we feel guilty about taking him to the activity. And so I was interested to see if the kid came back. And then, um, and he, he comes back and he's, and he's, he's, he walks through the door with his head held high, smile on his face and saying hi to the other kids. And, um, his parents came out and his mum had tears in her eyes. Saying, this is the first time he's saying, mum, we're going to be late, you know? And for me, that's, I get, I get, immense joy out of that i get i get very little joy out of the the, the, the you know training guys that want to prepare competitions and stuff um and for me you know we i was saying we have huge huge opportunities over the next 10 years not just in in terms of number of affiliates and the members into affiliates but you know uh, there's so many boxes that aren't doing anything for kids at the moment or teens yet you know and there's so many boxes that aren't doing anything for masters you know i'm 47 i'll be i'll be 50 plus in a, in a blink of an eye you know and, um, you know, uh, lost my, lost my dad not too long ago. And my mom, my mom is aging. And, stuff. and it's like, you know, we have a responsibility to our communities to look after the younger and the older and the in-betweens 
they, they, they'll just jump on it because the cross-site methodology is the bomb, you know. Um, and so I think affiliates, uh, we, we have a lot of work to do in terms of who we're talking to still. And um, I love the sport and, and I, I, I enjoy it. I, I've been to the games every year since 2012. I wouldn't miss, I wouldn't miss the games for, for love nor money, you know. Uh, just last year I couldn't because of the, the COVID one. Right? Um, but for me, you know, we, 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 have, a, we have a lot more to do um, with, with teens and kids. And that, the, the mum's tears in her eyes were, were you know, she, yeah. That, and we can reproduce that in every single community we have a box, you know. Um, and we haven't finished yet. We've got, you know, nearly 650 in France. Um, you know, we, we want 1,000 boxes in France and we want to, we want to grow in every single country. And, and CrossFit will be the number one movement towards health in every single country we have a foothold. And that's our, that's our goal. And we, we have that responsibility. And, and Sivan, you know, I'm not going to blow smoke up your ass. You don't need it. You, you've got big enough egos as it is, right? Um, but what you're doing is brilliant because you're, you're the biggest proponent for CrossFit. And you could be the biggest arsehole on the planet, right? You could be the guy, you know, throwing his toys out the pram. Can't hear you, mate. You're on. You're I on have mute, that. But, um, I have that potential. <laughs> you, you <could laughs> but, but you're not. You're accepting your responsibility. Right. Right. You're, you're not being selfish and you're not, you're not right. throwing self pity about, you know, how many years you, 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 you sacrificed for, for working for CrossFit and, you know, all the traveling you did and all the hard work and everything you, you know, um, you know, you, you, you were, you were, you were, this it was my pleasure and honor. I do talk about it, but it was my pleasure and honor. I wouldn't have it any other way. And I, and I oh, push and, the L1 as hard as I can, even though yeah. they made a huge mistake, they should be paying me for it, but they don't, but I still can't shut the fuck up about it because it's the truth. The L1 is the greatest thing you can do. Well, if you're, you're a human you're being. Accepting, you're accepting your responsibility in, in, in this ecosphere of, of fitness and health. And right. um, so I just want to thank and you humanity. Um, it's kind of bigger than that too, right? It's humanity. Well, you know, like, what, like what, I, I, what's left I took gone? this, say that again. What's going to be left when we're gone. Right. And right. If you get, you get hit by a bus tomorrow, you, you've, you've influenced it. Well, you, I've got a bruised coccyx because of you and a twisted ankle. But um, <laughs> other than that, I, you know, you've, you've influenced a lot of people to make the step. Right. I, I, I follow your story, you know, um, and I, you know, I see the people saying, I'm, I'm going to go sign up for the L1 or I'm going to go and join a box or I, I'm going to start CrossFit because you've convinced me to, you know. And that's the, that's the response. If everyone had aligned around that message last year, we'd be in a much healthier place today. And it's about time everyone just gets, gets with the, you know, gets on board, right? And, 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 you know, we accept our responsibility for, 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 we, we've seen the light, you know, we're, we're like, we're like preachers, you know, we have to go out now and we have to, we have to be the Bible puncher, you know, and, and, and go and stand on our, on our, on our pulpit. Um, and, and that's our responsibility and you're, you're doing it very well, mate. So, um, I'm not going to ask you, when are you going to come back and work for CrossFit? Oh, that is a great question. That is a great question. It's hard, you know, being the CEO and taking a, you know, a, a, a lesser job. That. Is that someone who, who, who called you the CEO? Or is that you? You, 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 you no, no. You called yourself. I, I basically drew the, I, I drew the parallel between the fact that if you, if you were, if you, Daniel Chafee, were born into a Chinese household and you were learning to speak Chinese and by the age of 20, you could use chopstick with both hands and both feet. Um, you would identify with being Chinese. Well, for 15 years, all I knew was the CEO of CrossFit. 
It was just pumped into me, pumped into me, pumped into me. And I just thought, and I was, and, and, and I was also making fun of the fact that CrossFit has a DEI council. I see right through that shit. Anyone who does DEI or any of that stuff, they're perpetuating racism. I'm, I'm very, very clear on the subject. So I just said as a joke, oh, I identify with being the CEO of CrossFit. And so, you know, and, and there's okay. an element of it that's true. I mean, it's not like I'm fucking crazy and I'm making business cards that say I'm the CEO of CrossFit, but just imagine if you, it's like, you were a professional Zumba instructor and, and you still dance and you would, you would love to get up and dance in front of girls still. I'm making fun of the fact that you did the step class in front of a thousand Brazilian women. Step, but, but, step, but, 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 but you step. could, but you could still teach. It's just who I hung out with. You know, I was just so immersed and, uh, and so if all I know is CrossFit and, 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 and the, that perspective of the, of the hundred thousand foot view of how CrossFit should be run. So I just made that claim. I said, you know what, Josh, Matt, on that podcast, I identify with being the CEO of CrossFit and it's stuck. And so I just run with it. To, <laughs> There's very to, little I, pay and zero obligation, but an immense amount of prestige. Yeah. I, I have to admit your, your, your podcast with Josh and Matt, I, I stopped listening to. Um, I was, I was upset. I was upset. Tell me, yeah. tell me. Let's end on a on I was, a low I note. I was upset when when Matt went on uh, the other podcast. Yes, I understand. And yeah, I I, I, I was upset met, too. Met, I was upset I've too. Met, I've met Matt a couple of times, and I I think he's a he's a very affable guy, nice guy, you know, and and um, and I think he's smart. And so I don't understand. I don't understand. He had an opportunity to. Um, you know, to, to not trash talk. You don't, you don't have to, you don't have to trash talk people. I don't think. And, and I, I, I got that impression when he went on, when he went on that podcast that it was a shame because he, you know, he's been an amazing ambassador for so many years and he's an outstanding, you know, Brian, I don't know, you've got to give us some stats, but I mean, does anyone compare to, to what Matt's done as an athlete? You know? No, not now. The numbers speak for themselves. Yeah, and and you have this you you have this this uh, forum, and instead of speaking well or or just saying hey you know you you want to find out more just go and check out your local affiliate you know and if you feel good and if you're well you know if you're if you're if you're welcome and you feel welcome and you feel good training there then you found a good place to work out you know um, he yeah I I I I I don't feel as though he respected um, the methodology. I don't feel he, he respected the education. I don't know how much he knows about the education. I know he did his L1. I don't know if he did his L2, his L3, and, and you know anything else. Um, but there's amazing education within within CrossFit. I don't think that he respected affiliates by the way he spoke about. Yeah, yeah, any guy can can program what they want. It's like you know most affiliates spend a ton of time studying and 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 tweaking and improving their programming. You know. Um, and before sharing it with their members and, uh, you know, we do, you know, my, my head coach, my head coach is head coach. You know, he's not paid to coach. He's paid to upskill the other coaches and to give the very best programming possible for our, for our members. Um, and, and it, it, I don't think his, uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know whether he's taken by surprise or whether it was just like being on such a big platform, you know, kind of, kind of shook him, but I, I think it was, regret, it was regrettable, um, because he's 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 Matt Fraser, right? It's like holy smokes. Like, here, here was here was my biggest frustration. He's he's a part he's a part of the ecosystem. And if he would have just, I don't I don't mind the shit talking because I do a lot of shit talking too. But he's part of the ecosystem. He's had family members 
and friends who've had tremendous success in um, with CrossFit helping their health. Tremendous success, you know. And if he just would have said, "Hey, all that aside, all my fights with Dave, all this, all that," it, I can't think of a better way to get healthy than going to a CrossFit affiliate. If he believed that, and I just imagine the change that it would have had in the ecosystem, because Joe Rogan has this big, huge following, and he has, and he he's a notorious hater of CrossFit, and and you can hear him talk about it, and he's willfully ignorant on the subject. I mean, complete fucking ignorance on the subject of what what CrossFit actually is and what Greg Glassman did. But it could have, you know, if there's 15,000 affiliates and if Matt would have just said one thing positive, like, hey, if you're, if you're overweight or healthy or you want to get as fit as me, and, and maybe he doesn't need to, maybe his words for speak for himself. If every affiliate would have then put on four new clients, imagine the change in the ecosystem. Yeah. And it trickles down to him because they'll be buying more of his shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, but anyway, uh, I know he was in a tough spot. I'm not shitting on Matt. But yeah, it broke my heart. I want to say it broke well, my heart a, too. A lot, but of, like, a lot of affiliates were disappointed, you know. And and because like, hey, you know, he didn't respect CrossFit. He didn't respect the affiliates. And, you know, the affiliates felt that it was through their support of him as an athlete over the last few years that he, he became as famous uh-huh. or, you know. Yes, um, and, I agree. And, 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 you know, to get as many followers and that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, there was, there was a, there was a, a big sense of deception. And I, I felt that deception. And I, I, to be honest, I didn't, I didn't watch the whole Joe Rogan thing. Um, I, I, I watched the 10 minutes where there was a talk about CrossFit and I was like, I was, yeah, I was dumbfounded. Um, I said, there's got to be more. It, that can't be it. They can't, you know, there's got to, he's got to talk more about CrossFit and, and there's got to be something positive that comes out because, you know, and, and there wasn't. And it was like, it was like a shame. So I must admit that you're, your podcast with 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 the two boys, uh, two guys there is, is um, I haven't I haven't um, I haven't been following so much at the moment, unfortunately. It's it, yeah. it's also interesting that that I've, I I'm okay with that. I still love you. Um, it's also interesting that Joe Rogan <laughs> said he's never done CrossFit and yet he wears those on it shirts. I mean, it, I I want to be like that. Of course, you've done CrossFit. You just have hung out with people with no integrity who've stolen from the methodology and won't tell you where they got it from or what they're doing. So, and that's no disrespect for Joe Rogan. I love Joe Rogan. I don't listen to his podcast, but when he commentates the UFC games, I am so excited. I love his commentary. I think he's great. And And the only reason why I don't listen to his podcast is I don't have time. Well, and when you, when you're doing a podcast about a topic you don't understand, you should be talking to someone who actually does understand it. Um, Right. And if you're, if you're talking to an athlete from the games about CrossFit, talk about being an athlete in CrossFit. Um, you know, don't talk about what it is to be an affiliate because he doesn't know. And or it might be different if he was talking to someone like Scott Panchik or Ben Smith, who has both perspectives. Yeah, right. And they're they're actually a box owner, and they they have to they have to worry about paying the rent at the end of the mo- month and and getting results for their members and stuff. And you know, I have I have huge amount of respect for for Matt as an athlete. Um, immense and and a couple of conversations i managed to have with him uh, there's one out in dubai and one at the games really nice really nice guy um but you're an athlete you know and by definition to become the best athlete in the world you have to be quite selfish you know you have to be selfish with your time you've got to you got to look after your own nutrition your sleep cycles you know your 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 your, your planning for the day and the week is around you it's around yourself it's around your training so and the affiliates it's everything else they're, they're the most unselfish bunch of people. And I felt they were hard done by on that podcast. 
um, they're turned towards their members and their team and they're, you know, they're, and, and when they're not with their members and their team, they're, they're trying to program or they're, they're cleaning the, the bloody showers, you know, so that your members can have a shower, you know, so they're the most unselfish bunch. And I felt, I felt very upset that, um, you know, that sort of light wasn't shed. Um, but hey, what's done is done, you know, it's no fair, and fair enough. And the methodology is so resilient that with Joe Rogan's help or without it, CrossFit will be here. Yeah, that's it. That's well, it. isn't the irony the fact that like it doesn't matter? Like I could tell. Like, what if Matt Fraser would be like, CrossFit's the worst thing ever. It's the it's horrible. You'll never get fit doing it. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing he could say to a smart person that would shit on CrossFit. Unfortunately, there's a lot of dumb people out there. Because and by that I mean he used the product and look at his success, right? Yeah. Well, he I, used the product may- and look at his success. It may so, push back people walking through the door, but it won't stop them from coming at one point. Right. You know, that at least, at least smart people. But unfortunately, more dumb people need it than smart people. Daniel Chaffee. You can, Chaffee? You can, how, do, how do you say your name? Do I say Dan, Danielle? If you're Dan, Daniel English, Chaffee. If you're saying it in English or French, not the Danielle. There's no Dan, no Danielle. Danielle. No Daniel, <laughs> Daniel, 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 Daniel Chaffee Daniel in French and Daniel Chaffee in English. And then in American, Daniel Chaffee. Or as, as, um, as Daniel Austin Chaffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daniel yeah. Chaffee. Well, that's Austin. Austin's been calling me Chaffee. So, hey, Chaffee, where can I get Carpaccio? Chaffee. I was like, Maliolo. What are you talking about, Maliolo? He said, Chaffee. So, oh, by the way, yeah, Austin, Austin's come on board as well, right? So, um, that's pretty cool. He's, 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 he's doing some good stuff in the U.S. at the moment. So. Uh, thank good, you for coming good on. Good things coming, young man. With pleasure. Brian, it's good to see you, mate. Next time is in Paris, okay? You're not coming to uh, Madison for the this summer? Showdown? Oh, goodness, yes, I will be. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be out there? Yep, I'll be, I'll be working there. Okay, so cheese curds and, and um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to invite you for tacos and, and some, uh, a little bit of alcohol, you know? Is that okay? You, I, I wouldn't miss it. I've been, I have been, uh, looking forward to that for over a year now. Cool. Savannah, are you going to be at the game, Savannah? Fuck Come on, no. Savannah. Come on, Sevi. 